guys, Selena here. I want to issue a special content warning for the following episode. We will be discussing porn, and that will include degradation porn and gangbangs, as well as a mention of childhood sexual trauma. So please be aware of that. Viewer discretion is advised. I'm a hoe, he's a hoe, she's a hoe, we some hoes, wouldn't you like to be a hoe too? Hey guys, welcome to another episode of Ho in the Know. I'm Steal Your Heart Selena, and my co-host is Cat of Nine Tails, Clover. Hi! We are joined today by gangster of porn Suave Triple X, who recently published an autobiography called How I Became the Gangster of Porn. Thanks. Welcome to the show. Thank Welcome. you, thank you. Well, thanks for having me. So every episode, we begin with a segment called Historical Hoes. I have done this week's segment. I would like to preface with that I, I guess the way that I did this was that I was reading along and I was like, well... There will not be any hitches in this because it'll work out. Because it just seems like, you know, Azealia Banks is apparent, she apparently stripped. Because whenever I searched, like, um, Azealia Banks stripper, 10 articles came up that were like, Azealia Banks opens up about being a stripper. And so I was like, cool, okay, I'm going to start with her Wikipedia <laughs> and just go in and find out about her history. Um, so I did that first. So I guess I'll tell you. <clears throat> yes, let's let's talk about the information on Azalea Banks. <laughs> Meanwhile, I just realized that I found a pair of underwear in my pants. Oh my god. <laughs> I just have done laundry and they were trapped in the leg of my jeans. Well, and... it's impressive that your legs and a pair of underwear can fit in your tight pants. That's really cool. <laughs> I'm sure they're also like a size zero. Well, it's sad to me because I would like to have a posterior... <laughs> And thick legs. I would like to be Megan level thick, but this is what I have. <laughs> well, you're really working it. <laughs> Club royalty. Hey, okay, so let's hear about Azalea Banks. So, um, I got my information dominantly from Wikipedia, but also specifically an article that um, Cheryl Garrett wrote for Telegraph in 2014. Ooh, um, shout out Cheryl Garrett. <laughs> Garot. Um, and that article was like pretty weird because it spent like a lot of time being like, well, Azalea Banks has said a lot of problematic things, but like, just so you all know, she's very fun. She's very cute. Azalea said, just be sure that they know that I'm never serious about anything that I'm saying. Wow. <clears throat> That's weird. That's like such a weird way of like backpedaling from like responsibility or ownership. I know, right? <laughs> <laughs> and like, for me, I'm just like, I don't know. A lot of people want to excuse people for their upbringings, and I think that that's valid to a certain extent. But she's mm -hmm. been in so many. There's like a, such a long list of yeah, and it's like she's and, and <laughs> she's she's really fucked up a lot, and also like she has the opportunity. Like it's not like she's out like stuck in poverty now, yeah, like no. struggling, not being exposed to stuff. Like she's traveling the world. She's like. Mm -hmm hanging out with like the rich and whatever and like and the internet exists yeah like, the internet exists really that's what it comes down to is like the internet exists if you've been called out you have the opportunity to like do research on why you've been called out yeah I, anyway yeah baseline level <laughs> but anyway she had a really hard upbringing 
For anyone who doesn't know, she was born on May 31st, 1991, truly a Gemini. Gemini. In Manhattan. Um, she had two older sisters, and they moved to Harlem with their single mother when their dad died of pancreatic cancer when Azealia was two. Her mom was really verbally and physically abusive once their dad died. And I won't go too in-depth because that's pretty triggering, but her mom was, like, really, 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 really awful. Mm. So, um, Azealia moved in with her older sister um, when she turned 14, and she went to um, that high school that was in, like, Fame, the that movie. Oh. Um, for, like, like, a performing arts yeah, high school? Yeah. Wow, that's a dream. Yeah, I, like, <laughs> crazy. Um, she was really interested in musical theater, acting, dancing, singing, um, and she ended up starring in a musical at that school, where then she found was found by an agent who, like, sent her on auditions to, like, Nickelodeon, Disney mm. Channel, things like that. But she, like, failed all of those. And then, uh, I mean, that's... I can feel that. <laughs> <laughs> I failed so many auditions at this point. Yeah. <laughs> I really need to, like, keep a list of how many auditions I've not gotten. Mm, yeah, so that way, whenever you make your big break and then they're <laughs> interviewing you, and then you can be inspiring. 99 no's, one yes. <laughs> yeah, you'll be like... Yeah, you just got to keep at it. You like, just have to keep at 300 it. 300 rejections, and I wasn't quitting because I knew. I knew. <laughs> and that's just what you have to do. Oh, that's staggering. I mean, but that's so often the case. 300 rejections. Yeah. Very disheartening. I've read so many things like where people are like, yeah, I got like the 70th job that I applied to, and it's a really good one. I'm making a lot of money. That's nice. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, that actually, that is pretty heartening. It is like a lot of work to apply to 70 different jobs. Yeah. And Thank goodness I, for Indeed, though. I'm mm. Okay, go on. Oh, the job was Indeed? Oh, no, no, no. Just... Yeah, actually, though now that you <laughs> said it, indeed was how this person got this job. I was reading um, Tumblr posts uh, <laughs> about like, jobs and Indeed and people's like success stories, and they were all like, "Well, I applied to like five jobs per day for like two months, and then I got one." <laughs> and I'm like, "Okay, so you know, it's wow. So like, okay, so five jobs per day." for 60 days or 61 days approximately mm, like so many jobs people are really really applying to jobs <sighs> and like getting so many rejections so um i don't know whether that's inspiring or disheartening but you really have to try sometimes gambate <laughs> <laughs> for real <laughs> right <laughs> um so like she quit acting because she was failing so much and it wasn't encouraging her um and she kind of moved on to rapping and writing r&b um this was like in part to impress like her boyfriend at the time and then also because like it was something that she was good at and she was getting praised for hmm. um so then she started going by miss banks dollar sign s and she released two albums, submitted tracks from, I think, the second album uh, album to <laughs> Diplo, and got signed to XL Recordings. And then um, it's ambiguous, but she left because of conflicting ideas 
which I like. <laughs> that just sounds so. Yeah. She had a different vibe. <laughs> huh. I mean, I wonder what how that panned out, but you know. Yeah. So then she moved to Canada, tried YouTube as a platform, ran out of visa, and then went back to New York, where she sold keychains at a Manhattan jazz club and also danced at a Queen's strip club. Hey, hey. stripper. <laughs> I'm in love. Bet you thought I wasn't going Don't anywhere go. with this. <laughs> Bet you thought I was just going to talk Bet about Bet you thought we were career. just going to talk about Azalea Banks. <laughs> 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 we're just here to jack off Azalea Banks. Nope. Nope. <laughs> She was a stripper. <laughs> well, yeah. So um, this is the part where I should have read before I started writing this. <laughs> but I just was but so you were confident. Just, you were just vibing. I was really confident that it was going to work out because I... had dope. <laughs> <laughs> well, like, okay. So here are the quotes that I get. I have... Um, quote, it was a depressing time, although she says stripping was empowering and fun. Uh, quote, it's super athletic and it's sexy as hell. I go to strip clubs and I follow a lot of strippers on Instagram. Mm-hmm. I like the nightlife, the drinking, the partying, the attitudes, the clothes. It's cool. Yep. And then she also said, quote, strippers make way more fucking money than a lot of people working desk jobs, she said. Um, they're walking out there with 1200 a night. Now me, with my little butt and my little A-cups, it wasn't happening like that. I worked at this little strip club and it was a low point, but I wanted some fast money. I was such a chicken in the strip club, it was not my thing at all. I was there for just two weekends. <laughs> and then I quit, because 212 blew up. So, uh. I don't know. So that was a that was a moment. I mean, she did it. She went there. I think, you know, a lot of people say, "Oh, I just like I'm thinking about being a stripper," and then they never follow through. Yeah. But I kind of have to appreciate the effort of actually showing up and auditioning mm-hmm. and and working a couple weekends even if it wasn't like a long-term sex work career. Yeah. You can dabble. Yeah, yeah. And I mean, it's still something that I guess there were so many articles that were like, look at these celebrities who were strippers. And so it's kind of like, civvies will still view you as like an ex-sex worker, even yeah. if you only did it for like a second. You got that scarlet letter. Yeah, you... Sw- <laughs> the double letter. <laughs> True. Um, also, um, I just wanted to like go in because in this same article that kind of gave me this lead into um Azalea Banks. Yeah, there was also listed, well there were several celebrities listed um including Chris Pratt, Brad Pitt, um Lady Gaga. This is all just like celebrities who were strippers. Um so in case you're wondering so what type of sex Get ready. They, did. they might show up in the, in the historical <laughs> host segment yeah. coming to a And I will year read by you. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> um but so it apparently the situation from Jersey Shore The situation Mike Sorrentino was a Mike. stripper in college and I like what this thing read about it. So <laughs> I'm just going to quote straight from Insider. In 2012, it was revealed on the MTV show that Sorrentino was once an exotic dancer who went by the name Vito Dorado. When Sorrentino tried to show off his moves for his fellow Jersey Shore stars, they weren't too impressed. Quote, 
Mike really has no moves. <laughs> and I'm starting not to believe that Mike used to do this for a living. <laughs> End quote. Paul Pauly D. Dalvecchio said. So. <laughs> Pauly D. was like, he doesn't have moves. <laughs> so that's. Um, <laughs> so th- that's historical hose. And um, so the two people. Oh, two people. We've so it's got, a double historical hoe. It's a yeah. historical hoes, plural. Yeah, and this is in part because, well, both didn't have that much information written on them. I did a fair amount of searching about the situation, and it was just kind of like he had that one-off moment. You could find it on the internet because I think it was, like, filmed, actually. Um, <laughs> so you can watch him do like a whole routine oh yeah was it good did you see it um i didn't see it i read it um i read like the whole like run of it because like (laughs) there were a lot of articles written about it because they were like scandalous he's and um he's a (laughs) (laughs) you know i feel like there i mean i guess it's swerk or swerker yes swerker no, people do swers. Swers, yeah, swers. I mean, well, because usually it's like just abbreviated, but but if you actually sound it out, it's swers, and it swers. doesn't make any sense. It sounds like you're saying swears, and I know with an accent, swers. <laughs> I'm swersing. <laughs> um, but I do know that um, he even did a move where he like flipped one of the girls, like, and and. Ha- had like um his face and like their crotch and then their face oh yeah so like a 69 type yeah kind flip. Of, like kind of what um j-rock kind of was like talking J-Rock. about yeah um oh did you see the video that i shared of j-rock he he posted a video of himself um doing a routine at a at a bachelorette party i think was this in your story it was in my story i didn't see that oh it was very good it was very impressive i really have been curious yeah no i mean he's he's truly skilled very athletic cool i guess a lot better than the situation probably better than the situation (laughs) i think nobody would argue that j-rog has moves he he's got the moves yeah (laughs) (laughs) the situation maybe doesn't have the moves Vito Dorado. Vito Dorado. Um, so that's it. That's my historical hose. Uh, you had a pretty party hard night last night. I did. I did. I went out to a club in Hollywood, and then Crazy I went, Girls. Well, that was the after party. Oh, that was the after <laughs> oh. party. Yeah, I went to an actual Hollywood club at uh, Argyle Church on Sunday. Mm. Shout out to Sincere, and uh, then I went to Crazy Girls after that at like two thirty. Oh hell yeah! Till about wow. four four thirty. Wow, like I didn't know that Crazy Girls was open that late. Is it just like? I think on Sunday it might be open to four, but I think hmm. uh, Friday and Saturday it's like five. So they just Whoa. like stop selling alcohol at two, right. and then just you can. And party the girls on. get topless. Oh yeah, so they get full nude. Yeah. Oh, Crazy Girls is a topless club. No. No, it's no. bikini. Bikini yeah. club. Because of alcohol, but after two, yeah. when alcohol goes away, then mm-hmm. they can drop the tops. Okay. They can drop the tops. Or I'll pop them for them. I'll be like, oh, it's after two. I'll just pull, <laughs> <laughs> pull the string in the back. Mm-hmm. Hey, well, I hope you were throwing hella dollars. Oh, yeah, we have fun. That's good. <laughs> um, so today we're going to talk about your experiences in the porn industry. Okay. And you are actually, I think, our, well, not our first 
like porn star. We've talked to a couple people who have done porn before, but you this is like your primary kind of career, right? Isn't it? It is. Yeah. Awesome. Wow. Well, um, I'm retired now, but you know, that yeah, was how about, for 22 well, years, I, that's what I did. 22 years. Wow. That's such a long time. <laughs> it's a lifetime. <laughs> yeah. So how did you first get into it? I got into it. Um, I met a girl in the valley, Sacramento Valley, the porn capital world, mm -hmm. and I was oh. dating her, living with her, because I had, um, just got out of prison. So I was all in shape, had the prison physique, and then me and her kind of got like on rocky grounds. So I was like, I need to get a gig and move up out of here, because I um, lost my job that I had. So um, I seen an ad in the back of the LA Weekly, and it said, male models wanted $25 an hour. This is in 97, so. Yeah. $25 yeah. an hour. I'm like, shit, what I got to do? <laughs> so I went in for an interview, and um, it was this black chick there. You know, she was cute. And there was lady staff there. And I was like, yo, what's up? And she was like, uh, you here for the mileage? I'm like, yeah. She's like, we just got to go in here. It's a webcam mm -hmm. thing. You just, just got to, like, basically take your time, strip down, and play it yourself till you get erected, you know, till you get hard and just, you know, masturbate. Mm -hmm. mm. I'm like, shit, I just got out of prison doing this shit for free, so. <laughs> $25 an hour, that's an upgrade. So I went in there and I did it. Then I heard the girls in there, like, chuckling. So I moved the curtain. I'm like, you guys are watching those on? Yeah. like, hell yeah, and you hired. I was like, oh, for sure. So that's how I got into the adult industry. Ah. Um, so I was doing solo masturbation. Uh, you know, of course, I got like, you know, old quick. But um, I moved from that one, so I found another webcam studio mm -hmm. and started doing that. And they started letting me bring girls in. So I was doing couples. So then we couldn't show penetration then back then. Mm -hmm. So it was cool, though. We could still get it in. So uh, we just had to be tricky about it. <laughs> Wait, what do you mean? How would you still get yeah, it in? Yeah, what? Like, so, was it on camera or was it off camera? It's on camera. And uh -huh. say the camera's right here. Uh -huh. It was like the little So, small, like, in front of you is yeah, like a small right. webcam? Exactly. Mm -hmm. and, and we had a remote to where you could move it around, but we had a stationary and then say me and a girl right here. And then we doggy, you know, I can get it in so they can see, like, her titties on her oh. face. Oh. But if we go this way, doggy, then you can kind of. Then you could see, so you you couldn't show like the actual penetration, but right. you know it could, you could be having sex if you couldn't see. But you it. had to make it look like. Yeah. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Okay. Okay. That makes sense. That's mm -hmm. really interesting. Mm -hmm. So you were working for some uh, camming companies, and they were were this it like live streaming or was it like streaming it was, services? It was live streaming. Oh. Okay. And they recorded it. So mm -hmm. say I did my four hour shift, and then like later on that night they probably looped it. Oh. Yeah, so they get... What sites were you posted on? Every site or just... Well, back then, there wasn't even a lot of sites. Everything was, like, European and, you know, it was, mm -hmm. like, hard to find. Yeah. So it was kind of cool to do it because nobody in the States really seen it. Yeah, you were really, you know. like, on the edge of, like, the industry kind of popping off. Yeah, pioneer. Yeah, Yeah, definitely. definitely. You were on the mm -hmm. Vanguard. Yeah, That's it was great. a while ago. Yeah, so it was, it was pretty cool. So when I did that, my name kind of got around in the industry. Mm -hmm. Like, you see this one guy on the site, ooh, and so this guy was a makeup artist for the porn industry, and uh, this other guy was a photographer. So a buddy of mine, he went in for an audition for something at a studio, and the guy that, um, that the studio belonged to was named Ron Ellis. 
And he was like, um, he went in for an interview. And I was like, yo, I'm going to post up right here while you do the interview. He was like, yeah, okay, cool. What's your name? I'm like, Suave. He was like, Suave? He was like, oh, my God. He's like, I got somebody who's been dying to meet you, man. You got like 10 minutes? I'm like, shit, if he get here before my homie finishes, because after that, we out. He was like, no, nah, he'll be right here. So he called the dude up. His name was Eddie Pierce. Um, and rest in peace, Ryan Ellis. Um, his name is Eddie Pierce. He came down quick, busting the door. Oh, my God. He's like, have you ever thought about doing porn? I was like, doing porn? <laughs> He's like, yeah. He's like, I know you're big in the webcam industry. Like, you know, you ever thought about doing porn? He's like, you have a very exotic look to bring to the industry. And I, was oh. like, huh. I was like, nah, I never thought about it. So he's like, uh, take my car and let me know. Call me. He's like, I'm a makeup artist. Sometimes guys don't show up or they're hella late or they can't get their dick or so we need somebody to come in and stunt, you know, stunt cock or oh. do they do their job. Stunt cock? Wait, what? Oh, yeah. So, you know, if you're doing the scene with a girl and for whatever reason, you know, you don't stay erect, mm-hmm. I don't know if I can curse or be blunt. That's fine. You, know? you can. You can. All right. So if they dick don't get hard, then <laughs> someone kick them out the way and here comes the... Oh, my God. That happens. That happens. So sometimes it'll be to the extent of just knock out the positions and maybe the cum shot. Uh Uh-huh. Or, and then they finish with the, like, the fake, you know. The fake cum? No, the fake fucking. The fake fucking? Mm -hmm. Mm-hmm. To where you, like, not showing the penetration, but you, like, behind her. Oh. Because it's dick ain't hard. So it's like. Oh. I see what you oh gotcha yeah. or you just exit them out the whole scene and just have somebody just come to but how would they like kind of conceal the guy like yeah. I mean wouldn't you be able to tell it's tricky like you would have to get a guy the same complexion yeah the same complexion usually the same just size. a pop shot yeah well I feel like when you're like jerking off you're not analyzing too much you're not like wow that looks like a this is a, a different man his butt. <laughs> you ain't really chill. I hope you're not concentrating on the man period <laughs> but you might be hey the continuity here I mean <laughs> yeah. I, as a women y'all critique shit yeah I mean yeah, as a woman like I care about seeing the man in porn like right I mean, yeah just, I hope so yeah that's why we there for yeah y'all. exactly mm. you know like I think that an unfortunate thing with a lot of porn videos is that you don't get to see any men's faces or yeah. like and yeah. like I want to see a guy enjoying himself like personally right, right. Mm-hmm. well I don't you don't <laughs> and God, I mean you know we just props like you know we laugh about it all the time we just we just props we just the penis penetrating mm-hmm. and then the cum shot that's the money shot ah. which was I was that was my specialty like I was known to come a lot when mm. I pop nice so, and that's the money shot so that really worked out for me how did people kind of like so that you kind of mentioned that people um, said that you could be a great contribution because you have an exotic look. Like, what other kinds of, um, what other things did people say about you? Like, how did they describe you? And, and like, what was your kind of target market? I mean, they just liked me because I was just real. And I was just, I came on set to do my job, kicked it with the homies, and, you know, and I knocked my shit out and I was ready to go. Yeah. I mean, because once you, the pop shot's there, that's the money shot, which means give me more money, you know? <laughs> yeah. You know, and back then they paid us cash, and it wasn't as much, too. So we had to kind of fight for our, mm-hmm. you know, for our money because the women always got double. Oh, really? Or triple, yeah, than what we get. Yeah, well, I mean, I guess it's also because your faces aren't visible, so like. Yeah, but we're doing all the work. Yeah, well, you're doing a lot of work. For sure. <laughs> right. <laughs> but, you know, it was all good. We understood. And, 
you know, the industry is built on based on the women. They sell the product. It's interesting because it's like based on the visibility of the women and the invisibility of the men, Mm. but also built around the men and what they're seeing, like Mm, their gaze. So I think that that's really interesting because that you're saying it is about the women. Yeah, it is about the women, but, you know, like you say, you do got the gaze that want to see what they want to see, too. Yeah, it's, like, about, I guess, just, like, making it as easy as possible to feel like you're the one doing it. Mm. Yeah, that the POV. The POV, yeah. yeah. That, that's that's pretty big. So for you said for your first shot that it was, like, they wanted you to go slow and jerk off, and there was, like, Yeah, a that group was the of, webcam. And that was the webcam. Mm-hmm. Um, so what was your first, like, real porno shoot like? So as I transitioned into porn... Um, I called the guy up. I was like, you know what? Fuck it, a bucket. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And, um, you say fuck it, a bucket? I like fuck it, bucket. Yeah, fuck it, I was, bucket. I was thinking about it. You know? I was like, damn, porn. And I asked my homie when he came out from an interview. He's like, who that dude just left? I was like, this dude's offering me to do porn. He's like, what? Like, damn, they chased him out. <laughs> like, I do that shit. I was like, shit. Were you nervous? Hell yeah, every scene. Yeah. Every time. Well, what were you nervous about? Having sex with a complete stranger. Yeah, and yeah. I don't know who she was fucking hours ago or the mm. night before. Oh. You know, because it wasn't as professional as it is now. Now yeah. it's more like business professional. Like, yeah. The girls are on point. Like, you got 18, 19 year old chicks that come on set with their paperwork. And, well, it's, it's not paperwork now, it's all on digital, but mm-hmm. with the email from Nate's test center two weeks. You know what I mean? Because you got to take a test every two weeks. Yeah, two mm-hmm. weeks clearance. Back then it was um, 30 days. It's like uh, the, oh, so it's like the the um, <coughs> PRC DNA test thing? The PCR DNA PCR test, DNA. Yeah, yeah, is the one that we live by. Mm-hmm. But back then, when I started, it was the ELISA test. Hmm. So you go take the ELISA test for $35 to get your results in 30 minutes. What is the ELISA oh, test? Yeah. The ELISA test is the one that you civilians take that's not oh. as accurate. Oh, that only tests for, what is it, gonorrhea, chlamydia? No, they test and... for everything, but the window is six months. Ah. So you could have had sex with a guy and contracted HIV, and it might not come up on the oh. ELISA test for six months. Whoa. But oh. the PCR DNA has a two-week window. The false positive. Whoa. Well, you don't want one of those. That's scary. That yeah. is really so scary. scary. Yeah. I had a false positive for STD. And I was like, what? Uh-huh. So I, when I got the results, I went down to the to the clinic. I'm like, what the hell is this shit? Like, oh, you tested? I said, no, nah, fuck that. I said, mm-hmm. I'm retesting right now. And I retested and it came back cool. But I know why I found out why I had a false positive. If you're taking, if you're when you do the um, the urine, because mm-hmm. mm-hmm. you do it with the blood and urine. Yeah. So what happened was I had to piss. It was early in the morning, so I'm pissing in the cup, and I squeeze to stop pissing to piss in the toilet because I'm holding the cup, right? Mm-hmm. Uh-huh. And I w- it was so much piss coming, it fucking like <laughs> burnt my fucking dick to where. It- <laughs> <laughs> this is real shit. I learned this this day, and my fucking um, my piss hole started bleeding. Oh god! Like, yeah, that's how fast it was. I'm like, fuck. Whoa, what? Yeah, so I'm like, fuck. But and I pissed a little bit more back in the cup, so there's like any type of blood, 
in the urine or give oh yeah. interesting so i knew what it was when I, when it came up i was like Whoa. fuck it was the fucking blood i was like shit wow so I was, and now i learned from like don't ever fucking stop pissing yourself like yeah. because <laughs> water can cut through metal i mean you know if you know the physics yeah of it. yeah i mean so i mean it kind of makes sense and i was like fuck that shit scared the fuck out of me yeah. <laughs> I ain't never seen those like that come out of my yeah, day. Oh my so God. you got retested and everything. Yeah, I retested cool. and I was cool and um, you know, and that's thank God, knock on wood, that was the only scare I ever had. That's never good. Had that's good. Yeah. So you um, you said you were kind of nervous because of you know you didn't know. Well, I mean, when you don't know the person that you're gonna go have sex with, and also you don't know their past sexual history and vice versa, they don't know your past sexual history, who you had sex with the night before and whatnot. So that's scary. Mm-hmm. Did you have any other like fears? Like, were you ever nervous about like your body or just about like connection with the person? Like, what if the vibes were off? No, I represented for the for the real man, like you know mm-hmm. the big niggas. So. Like, I have my fans would be like man fans that come up to me, like, yo, my nigga represent for the big niggas. For the big niggas. You know what I'm saying? Because I'm the true man that comes home with the lunch pill that comes home to the wife. All the niggas that come home from work ain't got the six packs and built and all that shit. I'm the man that really comes home to his wife that cooks and cleans and shit with the beer belly or whatever the fuck. You know what I mean? Yeah, you got that. So, women want to fantasize about they man fucking them, so I'm like, so, you know. so you're like them. So, like, yeah. you're, you're kind of like every man's man. Right, uh, right. Because I had my phase where I was in shape and all that shit. You know, and then I went back to prison. And, well, I got So my cycle was like this. I got into porn because I was in shape because I got out of prison. Oh. Porn kept me out of prison. It got me off parole because I was focused on my career. When, when it would get slow, I went back to my old devices. Ended up blowing back up. And then end up getting snitched on, go back to prison, get back in shape, come on, you know what I mean? <laughs> Vicious cycle. So it's like a kind of weird yo-yo diet slash exercise routine situation exactly. aside from being in prison. Which probably saved me from a lot of, you know, catastrophes in the industry because like a couple of my people, you know, have fallen, a couple of my people have contracted shit, you know. Oh, really? Oh. Mm-hmm. That's hard. Um, yeah. How do you handle that whenever somebody you know um, is dealing with that? I mean, you got to just be there for them. Mm-hmm. You know, support them. I mean, it seems like they would face a lot of stigma. Yeah, it's not a lot, but I mean, it's happened. Like Darren James, mm-hmm. good friend of mine. We elbow to elbow fucking women. And it's like, I'm in prison. I'm looking at CNN and like, Darren James contracts. I'm like, oh shit, that's my nigga. Wow, and yeah. it's like, that just puts him out of work for... Well, I mean, there's other, um, you know, jobs, like directing and producing. You know, That's true. Yeah. You can step it up. Yeah. And Darren was like karate body, kung fu dude. Like, he was in shape. Yeah. You know, when I actually seen him after the fact, was in the gym, you know. Hey, what's up? You good? I'm good, man. So, hmm. yeah. Huh. So, um, you have, like, a big community within the industry then? Oh, yeah, definitely. Yeah, we... um. We have we have like a union. Mm. You know, oh, nice! That's really yeah. good. And then um, we all family, so yeah. when stuff happens, we stick together. Mm-hmm. 
Mm-hmm. Are you friends with also like the female stars or? Oh yeah, <laughs> that's the ones I'm only friends with <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> for obvious reasons. Um, yeah. Yeah, because I got a lot of ex-girlfriends in the industry. Oh really? Ah. And did you meet them through like your work? Mm-hmm. Or, well, yeah, yeah but <laughs> kind of solidify why I want to fuck with them. <laughs> Let's go home and really fuck, you know, because you know we're doing porn. Mm-hmm. Um, there's only so much that you can get into it. Yeah. Yeah. So you're only doing sixty percent of the sex, mm. and it's mechanical. Yeah. So, so you've had like experiences where you're just like, this is whack. like really fun versus like, this is like oh, really yeah. like exhausting. <laughs> yeah. Well, I wish um, I wasn't fucking this person. Well. It, it would go both ways. Like, you go to work and love your job, and it's like, it can get better. Let's go home and really fuck. Mm-hmm. You know, I did that with a few chicks. Because um, a lot of girls in the industry are in the industry because they like to fuck. Mm-hmm. Obviously, you know what I mean? They, yeah. they like sex. So it's like, man. Yeah. So it's like, they can't get enough. You got some girls can't get enough. Then you got girls that do it for the money. They mm-hmm. go to work. Shit faced. You know what I mean? Yeah. High off whatever their drug of choice is and all that. And like I said, every scene I've done, you know, because I'm actually shy, <laughs> believe it or not. Aww. So um, in order for me to do what I do, I would just, you know, go there off some vodka and orange juice, you know. Oh, really? Just, oh, so yeah. you had to kind of like... Every scene. Game. Probably oh, like... Every scene. Every scene. Maybe oh. three scenes. I probably did totally sober, and that's because it was with my girl at the top. Oh, that's really sweet. I think that's pretty romantic. <laughs> that you yeah, that cool. you felt that comfortable with her. I think yeah, that's yeah, that's real yeah. special. Yeah, definitely. So kind of getting back to your first shoot, that was like your first porno porno scene. So my first porn scene is in the epilogue of my book because my book is um based on how I got into porn. That's why it's called how I became the gangster of porn. Mm-hmm. Because um my mentor John Sally was like you want a million dollars? I'm like, yeah. He was like, how many people ask you how you get into porn? A million. He's like, write a book about how you got into porn and sell it. Mm-hmm. And there you go. I'm like, yeah. that makes sense. So 15 years later, <laughs> I wrote my book. And um, it made sense. But um, my first porn scene was with this girl. I'm not going to say her name. She was a straight asshole. She was like, like the whole vibe was fucked up. From mm. Mm. From what was what beginning. was what was fucked up about it? So what she was mad about was because I was a new guy. Oh. And the new guys, you don't know how they gonna mm. perform. Mm-hmm. And and she didn't want. Did she didn't want to waste her time? Or she didn't want to break me in. She didn't want to be on set all day. Yeah. She yeah. was ready to get her get her money and go. Okay. Okay. Um, because there are yeah. like <laughs> nightmares where you on set for like twelve hours. Oh. Yeah, like, that's this dude can't get his dick hard. He's adamant he's... about it. No, <laughs> he's stroking with the lube. You know, use three bottles of lube. Oh my god! Uh, the girl's been sucking his dick for two hours, and that's exhausting. And it's yeah. like, dude, just give it up. Like, get out the way. Oh yeah. Know, somebody else. And you just be on set for like hours. Mm-hmm. God forbid you get two guys like that. Like, I've literally like been on set, and it started my scene like two in the morning. Oh my god! Started my scene. Oh god! That's I've literally so left gross. the left the set to go around the corner to this other company to go do a blowjob scene with the girl, mm-hmm. and come back and still wait an hour or two. Oh my gosh! So you were waiting on the other guy to get hard? Mm-hmm. No, not get hard. Just knock his scene out. 
Oh, yeah. Because you know? sometimes, I mean, a scene could take two hours. You know, it just depends on the director. Mm-hmm. You got some directors that want you to do fucking eight goddamn positions. Like, dude, this is too much content. What you trying to do, two, two movies out of this shit? <laughs> it's like, man, like, me and the girl are like, what the fuck? Yeah. Like, we fucked the shit out of each other. We were done. Yeah, you right. Know what I mean? And I'm holding this nut, and I'm like, nigga, I'm about to explode. Can we? Yeah. <laughs> no, that sounds like so much to handle for the two of you. Yeah. I mean, it's only so much fucking you can do. Yeah, I totally agree with that. Angles, like, <laughs> and then when you got to be a porn star, you got to be an acrobat. Like, you got to... You gotta flip people around. You gotta hold weird positions. It's weird positions. So you got, and you gotta know the language. You gotta learn the positions. Um, so there's a tech, there's a there's a movie we do called Up and Over. So we're doing doggy style, and they're like, mm-hmm. yo, do up, get, do up and over, so I can get the camera shot. Mm-hmm. So the guy's bringing the camera up your ass mm-hmm. while you raise up over her ass to go down. And, oh, and, and oh, so, so it's like over. a downward stroke type yeah. thing. And they have, and they want to get that because it's a good angle for the dick and everything for penetration. It's for you guys. (laughs) (laughs) I mean, then you you got you know cowgirl reverse cowgirl up, um, you know missionary doggy. Mm -hmm. So Mm -hmm. then they say we want to. I need a penny shot. So a penny shot is is a penetration shot. Oh, so oh, the dick going in. And then see the dick going. Yeah. So it's a penny shot, and then they tell the girl. While you eating around, like when you see more pink, which means you know spread the lips and yeah. cheat to the left, so the camera can get you know. There's so much cheating out in porn, yeah. <laughs> yeah. and also just like I notice a lot with male porn stars, and also whenever I was camming with my partner, we had to like kind of angle ourselves in a weird way so that you mm-hmm. could see like the penis going in the right, right way. And it like made it his penis look bigger, but it was just like right. <laughs> this. It wasn't like pleasurable. Right, it's not, <laughs> and that's why I said like it's only sixty percent of actual having sex. Yeah, yeah. well, sixty percent is actually not that bad. Like, but it is like forty percent <laughs> is a lot to just kind of be holding your yeah. breath through. But what's amazing is a hundred percent balls deep. hundred <laughs> percent balls deep. <laughs> you know what I mean? That's when you put the camera down. You go home. It's got to be the, the episode entitled. <laughs> 100% balls deep. <laughs> 100% balls deep. <laughs> so okay. you've done webcamming before? Yeah, I've done camming before. Okay, cool. Yeah. So um, so you said for your first show, the vibe was off. The girl was, like, impatient with you. She was, like, not having it because you were new. Um, how long were you shooting? Okay, so what happened was, <laughs> it was my first thing. Yeah. Um, I walked in there, like, like I was dressed for an interview, like Aww. tight shirt. You know what I mean? Like yeah. kind of like you know, I mean, yeah, hair yeah. one ponytail. Like I didn't know what to expect. And and for our audience, because the podcast is not a visual medium, if you've never seen Suave, right now he has the Google long. Me. <laughs> <laughs> Suave Triple X has uh, two um, like pigtail braids, and they look very nice. And you have long hair, so mm. it's like about like yours. Yeah, yeah, it's about okay. similar length. Um, it's like about it's past your shoulders. So, yeah, so for context, he he had to pull it into a ponytail for this, or oh, you pulled wow, it into a ponytail. Actually, so long. Yeah. yeah. I was braiding them while I was driving. Wow. <laughs> driving my knee. Talented. So I had my hair in one ponytail to try to kind of like you know look less intimidating. Mm-hmm. Um, and I walk in, I get hit with weed smoke. Oh. oh, and I see niggas over here, red on, niggas over here, blue on. 
like, oh, shit, I'm at home. hanging out in the same room, Yeah, I'm looking like a square, you know what I'm saying? Yeah, they smoking, passing bongs in 40s. I'm like, what the fuck? Is that standard? Like, did you come to find that that was, like, pretty men on set? I mean, on set, you do what you want to do. You do your own thing. Mm-hmm. You know, and it's like, damn, I found that out. I was like, oh, shit. Mm-hmm. So I'm like, y'all just chilling. Like, what's up, man? And I met Tony Everready and Weed, Byron Long, Mr. Marcus. They all in there chilling. I'm like, yeah, what's good? Like, oh, shit, you the new guy? I'm like, yeah, I'm the new guy. What's up, man? Suave. So um, I'm like, y'all niggas just drinking and shit? Like, yeah, do what the fuck you want. I said, nigga, where the drink? Mm-hmm. I said, is there any park around? He's like, he's like, there's a set back there. It's a bar. She's like, go behind the bar, go to the bottom, mm-hmm. and, and serve that's yourself. the real liquor, because the liquor on the top is like bullshit. Oh, it was, Man, was it for show? I must have ran back there. Yeah, it was for sure, for sure, because <laughs> it was a set process. Yeah, yeah. I must have ran back there, made me a drink, came back through, like, feeling myself now, like, okay, cool. And <laughs> it was just chicks in there walking around with stilettos on, and that was it. I'm like, damn. Just stilettos, no clothes? Just titties and ass everywhere. Uh, I'm like, oh, shit, I'm chilling. So this one chick walked up to me, and her name was Lil Ass, and she was like five foot nothing. <laughs> um, big ass titties and shit. Like, she was like, damn, you the new guy? I'm like, yeah, what's up? She was like, shit, I hope I'm working with you. I said, like, shit, me too. Aw, that's shit. sweet. <laughs> and she kissed me on the cheek. Mm-hmm. And this big ass nigga walked up behind her and said, Oh, what's up, nigga? So, yo, so I was like, Yeah, hey, I see you met my wife. I'm like, Oh, wife? Uh huh. your wife. He said, My fucking me. He was like, Shit, it's all good. I'm like, Wow, it's some other shit. So, yeah, it's a different culture. Yeah, yeah, a whole different shit. And then this chick named um, Portia walked up. Uh, she was pretty as hell. She's like, What's up? I'm like, What's cracking? She kissed me on the lips, like, Welcome to the industry. I'm like, oh, wow. This is actually a pretty nice I'm welcome. Like, what the fuck? Yeah. <laughs> and she's like, I'm going to go here and uh, talk to my dude and she'll be back. She was fucking with Tony Everett. I'm like, this is like different. It, yeah. Yeah. I mean, had you really been exposed to like people who were that free about like sharing their partners Never. for sex and stuff? Because nah, I just came out of an eight year relationship. Oh, yeah. Oh, eight years. I was with my baby moms from 17 to 25. Oh, wow. that's sweet. Yeah. So at 25, I got into the industry. Uh huh. Mm-hmm. So that was super taboo. Mm-hmm. I had never because oh, she yeah she was kind of like the jealous type so we never mm-hmm. watched porn she's a preacher's kid like so oh. I had to like when the dude asked me to do porn I had to like kind of go and grab some porn movies and watch them to see how this shit is yeah. <laughs> that's so really sweet I, yeah I went and got like rented like three movies and shit or, <laughs> and um, this one dude stuck out in every fucking scene um, always wearing a hat black dude shit Mr. Marcus mm-hmm. so I'm like damn this dude's in all the fucking movies and shit so did you like emulate his style or something or like was he kind of like a role model yeah um tips from him kind of like i didn't take tips from him but um you kind of you kind of emulate you know the style i guess yeah but you don't copy it you know yeah because he had his own style like he was the nigga who always wore the hat and then you got well i feel like in any trade you kind of like look at the people who are already doing it and you're like oh that's how you do it and then you just, yeah like, definitely eventually carve out your Who's own. successful yeah and then you're like okay that makes sense yeah i was a dude that always had my shoes on and my wife beater oh all right all yeah, right because you know i had the belly oh. i did have a uh, to hide the belly. Yeah. Oh, that's sweet. Yeah, I mean, because I had like a, um, 
a thing about that, like, you yeah. know, insecurity about it. So, mm-hmm. but all my fans be like, take your shirt off. We want to see a real man, a real body. I'm like, that's so encouraging. Yeah, yeah that's so yeah, cute. It, it was cute until the guys were saying it too. It was like, uh. Well, you know I mean, I mean, know. I was flattered, but it was just like you know, well, as I mean, time changed, like the, the men are paying the your man fans. Too, in yeah, a way. exactly. You get the yeah. man fans. It's yeah. kind of weird, like whoa. So yeah, I mean, I guess I mean it's something to like kind of handle. You know, like you can't really control your audience. I guess, nah. especially yeah. like any celebrity would say that. Right. Well, shit, like, as long as they buy my book, it's all good. <laughs> it's, um, uh, yeah, it was cool. Um, and then when I actually got into my scene, I remember certain things that was going on and I, I kind of emulated it mm-hmm. yeah but back to my scene so yeah yeah we're doing the scene and getting into that and um she was like he has to wear a condom uh-huh. he only has an eliza test and i was like that's the test i was told to take oh and she was like no nah, it's a new test now you know pcr dna test uh-huh. i was like okay so i had to wear a condom so we're wearing a condom we get like two positions in, and shit, she has some tight ass positions. So I'm like, <laughs> I'm fucking, I'm stroking, and I'm trying to hold it, and uh-huh. I'm like, oh fuck. You're like about to bust. Oh, did you bust? I busted. Oh no. In the condom. In the condom. In the middle of the movie. Oh no, two scenes in. Two positions in. Oh. And I look at the director in back, he's like, what's up? I'm like, uh, I kind of can't. And that woman blew a gasket. Oh, she's like, see, this is why I don't want to work with new motherfuckers. Now he's fucking popped, and the scene is fucked. It's ruined. Uh, uh. Did, did all this time. I'm like, nah, man, it's all good. And uh, the director said, man, he fucking he blew it. And I was like, nah, man, it's all good. He's like, what do you mean? He's like, I said I can stay hard. Like, look at me. You know, mm-hmm. I'm still erect. And he was like, you can still knock the scene out. I was like, yeah. And he was like. What about the cum shot? I was like, yeah, I'll come more the second time. Okay. And he's like, you filled up that fucking condom. I was like, there's more, trust me. <laughs> so he went and found the girl that was ranting and raving and going crazy, mm-hmm. smutting me out. The new guy came, he popped. So he gets her back because we were kind of like, the scene was I was like a homeless dude, like sleep, and she came and woke me up and like, what? That's a wild scene. It was a wild scene. So. Well, I mean, I'm just like wondering who is like getting out. Who's like looking? This, this is up. off the fly. Like, dude, like, like somebody uh, got really creative. Let's see, I got a scene with you. All right, lay on the ground like you're homeless. And <laughs> come by and fuck the shit. Out. That's crazy. So wait, was it outdoor? It was inside. No, it was in the studio. So wait, it was like a studio set up to look like outside, like you were homeless, or like. Yeah, I kind of almost want to think we were like in a closet or some shit. Oh. It was so long ago. Wow. This was January 1998. Oh gosh. Yeah, you probably weren't even born. I I, I was six years old. I was a little child then. So um, so he comes comes back in with the girl, and she was like. You fucking up. I'm like, I'm good, man. Shut up. You're fucking up, fucking the vibe up. Mm-hmm. Shut up. So we transition to the third position. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, look, only thing I ask is like, let me do the rest of the scene without a condom, man. Like, let me fucking, mm-hmm. you know what I mean? Let me get some sensation. So well, obviously you was getting some sensation. I said, you tight. Asshole. So what the fuck? You know what I mean? uh-huh. So she smiled at that. I was like, thank you. Or so. 
wooed her over with that shit. So we knocked the scene out without the condom. She wouldn't let me come in her face because, you know, that was a pop shot. Yeah. She was like, yeah, you got to come on my ass. Don't come. I was like, all right, whatever. Okay. It's my first scene. Like, I, you know, yeah. so that's all I get. So, How did the pop shot go? It went great. It was a lot of it. Dude was impressed. Like, it was plenty. Every What did everybody funny. say? So the director said, look, man. So the, the girl, the pop shot's done. The girl walks out. So the director said, look. This is really your first scene? I'm mm-hmm. like, yeah. He's like, man, if this is your first scene, you're going to be all right in this industry. Wow. He's like, because that girl's an asshole. And you mm-hmm. fucking be pulled through the scene, no problem. Mm hmm. I'm like, thanks. He's like, usually dudes will fucking pop like that and it's over. Yeah. Or a chick will just be a asshole. And then the dude can't even get wood because of that. Which that is, is real. I mean, because sex is 95% mental. Of course. I mean, it's all about connection with the person. Yeah. I mean, it's like it's two people. It's not just like, you right. know, a penis fucking a vagina. Right. It's like there's a whole human connected. A whole yeah. human. <laughs> so my biggest thing was like doing scenes with chicks I didn't know. Uh-huh. And um, chicks I wasn't, wasn't into. Uh-huh. I mean, because if you like, like my opposite chick would be like an ugly chick would be like some chick I would like fuck in my personal life. Mm. So like, mm. and you get booked with What that about life. an ugly white girl? I don't like pretty white girls. I'm not into white girls. <laughs> I mean, I'll fuck them for money, but you know, that's just, that's just not my thing. Like my dad's white, so I have like a thing with like, I don't want to have nothing to do with, you know what I mean? Walking down the street, holding hands through the mall with the chick. That's white, and then I got sisters looking at me like this nigga's a sellout. Or so. no. I just don't want that type of, you know, shit going on with me. I'm cool. So no d- skin girls, no white girls, no broke girls, no, no broke, broke girls. girls. <laughs> huh? Yeah, no ugly girls. Okay, all right. I mean, you, know. you know, beauty is in the eye of the beholder. It is. It's not I'm like, <laughs> like I'm being simple-minded. It's just like it's my preference, so I'm not going to settle. Yeah. I'm going to keep my gene pool right. <laughs> you know what? You're I got strong to... genes, and I think I could probably have a baby with any chick, and my baby would be beautiful. But you Have know. you had any children? I have two. Wow. Yeah. How old are your kids? My daughter's about your age. Oh, okay. My okay. daughter's 29. My son's 16. Oh, wow. And I have four grandkids. Wow. wow. So you have yeah. a big family. Yeah. That's sweet. Wait, how yeah. old are your grandkids? Are they cute? Yeah. Yeah, they're um very cute. My grandson's 11, my granddaughter's 10, and now another granddaughter is five, and one is two. You look so young. I cannot even <laughs> believe you. that you need a grandparent. <laughs> yeah, I saw you I pictures. Yes. <laughs> um, I have a question. So this mm-hmm. is like an out of the blue, but... How did you lose your virginity? Oh, wow. That's (laughs) that's an amazing, an amazing question. So that's crazy because it's the first time somebody's asking me that since I wrote my book. Mm -hmm. Because I really didn't know exactly how I lost my virginity Mm -hmm. until I wrote my book. I thought I lost my virginity a whole nother way. Really? Yeah. So how I really lost my virginity is... It's a real touchy subject, and it was, like, really, really crazy. Mm-hmm. Hmm. Um, it was really, really personal, but I had to put it in my book. And when I put it in my book, um, I had to relive it and then realize, like, oh, shit. Because I, when I wrote my book, I did a timeline, and I was, like, 10 years old, 11 years old, 12. And then at the age of 14, I played football. 
my grandfather picked me up to take me to Carson to spend a weekend with my grandparents. How old are you again? Oh, right now? No, how old were 14. you? 14. 14. Mm-hmm. So when I got there, my cousin was there, um, and she's eight, eight years older than me, mm-hmm. and we all had dinner, and then we went, and the kids were after dinner, you know, to go to sleep, mm-hmm. and me and her was watching, like, um, TV, and at a certain hour back then, adult TV would come on, uh-huh. and I was watching the adult TV, and uh, we were watching it, and uh, she was like, close your mouth, you over there with your mouth, and like, you don't even know what the fuck you're looking at. I'm like, yeah, I do. She like, how the hell you know? I said, I got a girl at school. I'm going to do it to her. Mm. She was like, well, do you know what the fuck you doing? Like, how to do it? I was like, yeah. I said, I watched the movie. Mm-hmm. Aw. You know, uh, <laughs> yeah, my homeboy. I mean, you were 14. So yeah, you 14. Were kid. Exactly. So my homeboy, he had told me um, when I was, when I told him about that, he was like, yo, I got you, you know, come through and we'll watch um, one of my dad's tapes, mm-hmm. you know, and we watched porn and shit, and that was like, porn at 14 was like, I too mean, freaking much, it was, it was I mean, a it's a lot to, like, process <laughs> as a 14-year-old. Yeah. I mean, for me it was, because I was in the, I was in the riding bikes and, you know, doing boy stuff. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And then you pop in a movie and you got a dick going in a chick's mouth and, Ass is like, what the fuck? Yeah, <laughs> never kiss my mother again. <laughs> you know, so it was like it was different. So um, she was like, you don't know what the hell you're doing. I was like, I was like, yeah, I do. She was like, come over here, let me show you what you're supposed to do. So I was like, you gonna let me do it to you? She was like, yeah. So she was on the floor like a pallet on the floor, mm-hmm. and I was 14 and she was 22. Mm-hmm. And uh, and she she let me put it in and all that shit. Mm-hmm. And she was like, "Don't come with me." I was like, "All right." Uh-huh. And you know, I'm just 14. I'm just stroking, humping, and just. Yeah, I mean, know, were you we had everything kind of like had your balls dropped and all of that, or? Well, I guess <laughs> <laughs> that's I can't. I mean, you know, your balls drop when you're like two years old, one or two. No, that's not true. That's yeah. not true. I mean, kids aren't able to like really come for like a while. Well, I mean, boys aren't yeah. for a while. I don't know. I remember my son. He had to, his balls dropped one day, and so he had that operation. He was like oh. two. He was like two, so I was like, okay. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> so, um, yeah, and I, and she was like, she was, and I kind of locked up and shit. She was like, boy, are you coming? She pushed me off. Mm-hmm. And I guess I was, and I like, and she got up and went to the bathroom, and um, she had, she was hairy, so she had like kind of come in her hair. She's like, yeah. boy, you almost came with me. And I was like, shit, my bad. So I'm sitting over here on the, on the couch like, what the fuck just happened? Yeah. And she was like, she was like, you still hard? I was like, yeah. She's like, you ever had a girl give you a blowjob before? And I was like, what the hell's a blowjob? Uh-huh. She was like, you ever had a girl suck your dick? I was like, nah. And so she came over there and got on her knees and fucking sucked, sucked and gave me a hell of a blowjob. Mm-hmm. And she's like, don't come in my mouth. I was like, all right. Mm-hmm. And I fucking, you know, I came and shit. She was like, you going to give that girl a run for her money. Mm-hmm. She's like, you ready? I was like, cool. Wow. So um, it was like a learning experience. Like, it wasn't like a molestation thing. I never, like, cried nothing like that. And I forgot about it. I pushed it in the back of my head. Mm-hmm. So when I wrote my book, I was in prison in the hole. Mm-hmm. So I'm processing everything for my book. 
You know, I was like, yeah, you know, because I'm used to my interviews. Like, yeah, I had sex. I was like 15 with this chick. She was Guam. You know, she called me over and this and that. We had sex, and that's what I thought. I was like, Jesus. And then, uh, then when that happened, I was like, wow. So a year later, my cousin, she was 23. She met this guy named Robert. Mm-hmm. Um, he was on drugs, bad. Got her on drugs. Um, and then one Christmas, his mom called. We were in Tennessee. His, Robert's mom called my cousin was like, she was like, um, Robert just died. I just want to call you and tell you, and um, I think you should go get tested. Oh. She was like, what? So my cousin went and got tested and had to wait a week. And a week later, uh-huh. she found out she is HIV positive. Oh, wow. Yeah. So she went through her life with that. Still doing her thing, though, because she was bad. She was, like, you know, thick, pretty. Mm-hmm. And guys yeah. were still, like, hollering at her and still yeah. doing their thing. Yeah. And we even worked together, like, in Tennessee. We had a job together. This is years later. And <clears throat> we had a job together working and shit. And she'd be telling me, me and my um, my baby mom, like, about, you know, the guys be calling. Like, I'll be on my period. I don't give a fuck. I'm like, damn. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I used to be like, damn. <laughs> she is scandalous. Like, she was crazy. She's like, they let us pussy. I'm like, that's crazy. Mm-hmm. So she ended up going to prison and dying in prison, thinking like an 05. Wow. And the sad part about it was she has a son and a daughter. It's my little cousin. They look up to me like it was like we're almost first cousins because she was so much older. Yeah. yeah. And uh, my female cousin, her daughter, ended up being in jail with her, you know, right before she passed. Mm-hmm. So... Wow, so she passed in prison? Mm-hmm. So it was a, it's a hell of a story, but then it's like, you know, that part of it. And it's all in the book, you know. I yeah, but I mean, I think you kind of wrote on the cover that it kind of, like, robbed you of your innocence in a way. Yeah. I mean, I don't know if I ever was innocent, but yeah. Well, in a way, but because the way you were describing it, like, you... Yeah, I was innocent. Like, like even you didn't when you, know when what you the... read it, I, I wrote it in context of a 14-year-old kid. Yeah. And I was like, you going to let me do it to you? She's like, yeah. And I was like, stick it in? She's like, yeah. Mm-hmm. You know, and I, I wrote it to where you can visualize it. And the detail I, I put into it was like, you know, when she gave me hair, she was doing circles around my dick, like a blow pop. You know what I mean? It was like, yeah. I, I put a lot of detail into well, it. Well, I mean, it's also you remember things so vividly whenever you're a kid, like especially at that age and like kind of mm-hmm. coming into adolescence and it's like you're entering into the whole world of sexuality and like your own body is changing. So, I've yeah, but I, I and it, you would think like after that, I was just like going crazy fucking girls. But it wasn't like that. I had a couple of girls that was chasing me at the high school. Mm-hmm. And then my homeboy sister came over one day and nobody was home. She pushed me on the bed and like pulled my pants down pulled her pants down and like we were humping mm-hmm. and there was no penetration but we were humping each other and the warmth of our skin mm. it was a sensation and I came ah. mm. and I was like whoa she got up pulled her pants and ran out the door like wait hold on what just happened you know what I <laughs> mean like how did that happen from no penetration so yeah. mm. you know it was, that was my kind of like second sexual experience and then you know the girls it was I had a secret admirer uh-huh. and then I had a girl um, that liked me, my cousin's friend. And she told me she wanted me to take her virginity. I was like, cool. And the secret Myra was sending me, writing me letters, putting them in my, in my um, locker, telling me all this shit she was going to do to me. 
Hmm. So I was like, wow, okay, what's going down? That's and a really bold secret admirer. Yeah. She was a beast. She <laughs> she finally exposed herself, and she was a cheerleader on my, from the football team. Mm-hmm. Like, And then she was thick. She was bad, like a little chocolate thing, thick, mm-hmm. pretty. Her name was Bunny. And oh, that's then, a cute name. Yeah. yeah so... I hooked I hooked up the um, the virginity thing, so Bunny wanted to do that right. Mm-hmm. So I had sent Bunny to my boy's house, I had my boys there, told her to wait with them, you know, y'all y'all do your thing, and then the other girl wanted me to take her virginity. She was waiting for me. This is all the same night. She came to the football game, so we were supposed to leave after the football game, sometime and go do that. But my grandfather was adamant about us leaving, going to Carson, and then. Um, I was able to break away from that, and I got away from that, and I got hurt on the football game, so I told my grandfather I'm not going to go. So I told um, the girl, like, I'm going to meet you at your house. Mm-hmm. Let me go home and change. So I went home. My mother found the notes. Oh. She's like, who the hell is this girl? I was like, she's like, you're not going to make me a grandmother. Oh, <laughs> Hell no. Nah. She's like, you going to your grandmother's house tonight. Wow. <laughs> she yeah. locked you down. And that night where it was supposed to be the train ran on the girl and then take her virginity and my mother, I call her the dick detective in the book. Because she did that mm. shit multiple times. Wow. I mean, like, I she thought... always knew, like, it was something about, like, even her friends were like, yes, son, it sure is handsome. <laughs> you know, because I was, you know, my mom was kind of like a young mother. Mm. So she, you know. So she didn't want that to happen again. Man. Yeah. Yeah. So when I, another story is that I moved to my mother's building because I went to jail in Carson, <clears throat> gang banging and shit. So my mom was like, well, you fucking up. You know, you gonna come move with me in the valley. So I go to her building. And, you know, one day this white girl comes up. She's like, yeah, I live over here. She's like, you can come over whenever. She was a, a woman, like a grown woman. I'm 15. Wow. I was like, okay. So I went over there. She had cooked me some food and shit. She's like, yeah, my boyfriend, he's in jail, so I'm over here alone, so you can come over whenever. Mm-hmm. Like, all right, cool. So we was hanging out. My mom seen me was hanging out. So she's like, she's like, um, one day I'm going um, to pick you up. I'm like, you going to school. I'm going to pick you up. We're going to go to the beach and we have a picnic, and I just want to suck your dick. I was wow. like, for sure. So I told my homeboy that was a neighbor of ours, he was a Jamaican dude. But he was friends with my mom. But I told him, like, yeah, that white chick, she a freak. She's going to take me to the beach. And, like, you know, we're going to pick this. We're going to do whatever. This nigga told my mom. Oh. He told my mother. Well, I guess he probably wanted to holler at the white girl or whatever. Fuck. <laughs> told my mother. My mother called my father. I said, come get him. So my father drove from Arizona. Wow. Picked me and my brothers up. Took us to Arizona. Wow. So, I mean, was she worried about you? Was she was she more worried about you having kids with somebody, or was she worried about like this her oldest older son? Woman? They're just her oldest son. Like, ain't nobody gonna know. You know how women are. Well, I don't know. I mean, I'm just wondering. Like, was she worried about you like being approached by this bunch older woman who's like kind of? I mean, it's kind of like okay, if you were to switch this situation mm-hmm. and think about your daughter and she's like 15 or mm-hmm. whatever. And some older man, however old that woman was, tried to approach her and say, oh, I want to give you head on the beach. Yeah. How would you feel about that? I'd break that nigga neck. Like exactly. Yeah. Well, I mean, th- that's yeah. what I'm saying. It's pretty much the if same. she tried to break I her mean, neck. you're her child.
child, yeah. so it's like I would kill that nigga. Like that would be molestation. Exactly, yeah. that would be molestation. I mean, that's kind of what it sounds like to me. It's like this woman was trying to like get you in for molestation, and like maybe you you know you'd had some prior sexual experiences. Maybe you were like you know feeling it, but you're still a child. You're mm-hmm. 15. Yeah. <laughs> you still whatever. What you know? <laughs> you know you can't trust a 15 year old's judgment, right? Yeah, yeah. Like you yeah. wouldn't give a 15 year old a car. You don't let them enroll right. in the military. You don't let them drink. Right. You don't let them stay out they can't after whatever. They can't have a gun. Mm-hmm. Like, right. you know, who are they to be, like, fucking around with somebody who's a full adult adult? Right. So, yeah, you probably can't make those decisions. No, definitely not. Adequately. I mean, you know, 15-year-olds, we want everything. Mm-hmm. You want anything. You're trying to do all the drugs. You're trying right. to have all the sex. But, you know, somebody's got to put the clamp down and be like, no. Yeah, she did. My mom did that. <laughs> well, good go, Good for your mom, at least. But I, ended up, I mean, I ended up with... A woman that was 22 and I was 17 getting her pregnant. So, ah. was that molestation then? Well, no. I mean, that's a, well, well, there's <laughs> I like, guess legally, but there's like know. levels of con- there's like you know, statutory. So, that would kind of technically be under statutory depending on the like, the, the consent laws wherever I mean, if you the were. The sexes were reversed with that age, it would be statutory, exactly. Exactly. Mm-hmm. So, I think you got to keep you got to keep thinking about like if you switch the sexes. <coughs> You know, would that be predatory or would yeah. that be fine? Yeah, you know, like, I don't want to. I feel like, you know, men just are like, you know, told, oh, you know, you're going to enjoy it, whatever. Any sex is going to be good sex for you because mm-hmm. you're right. a man. But right. I don't think. Because you don't have anything to judge it from. Exactly. You're just like, you're just a dick. Like, they're right. just like, you're just a penis and penises want to be fucked. But right. like, you know, you're a human attached to that. Yeah. That's true. That comes down later. <laughs> <laughs> You're not humanized until, you know, become an adult. You can start catching feelings and all that. Yeah. I mean, you know, you got feelings. You got feelings even whenever you're young. Yeah. Maybe people just don't let you, like, have access to them. Like, they're not like, oh, you're allowed to. Right. Mm-hmm. So when I went to Arizona, I guess what happened? What happened? what happened? I'm, like, the only black kid in the school. Oh, so. I believe that. Because right. <laughs> it was a little small town, Apache Junction, Arizona. Mm-hmm. And my dad lived there. Catholic dude, so we had to go oh. to Catholic church, I had to go to catechism, <laughs> all of that. I know that struggle. Oh, oh my God. <laughs> right. So I had to do all that. Um, and I took, I put all my energy into like working out. Because mm-hmm. I, I, nobody was fucking with the black head. Yeah. You know what I mean? I'm just gangbanging nigga out there in Arizona, 100 degrees. I got my, my brownies <laughs> on, my gloves, walking through, you know what I mean? Like, it's kind of, like, dude, why are you wearing gloves? I'm like, in case I got to punch your ass <laughs> in your mouth and you got the fucking braces on. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, yeah, oh, okay, shit. okay. So they scared of me and shit, and then I kind of loosened up. And the coaches seen me, so the basketball coach seen me, oh, man, we got a black dude. Oh, I they're said, like, oh, well, he's got a place for us. I can't run fast. I can't jump. My dad's white. <laughs> so, so, the, so the football coach seen me, oh, man, you going to play football? Like, yeah, I'll play football. And then the baseball coach, he was like, oh, you probably don't want to play baseball. I said, I've been playing since five years old. Yeah. I'll what? Okay, I love that. So I ended up pitching and back catching. And then um, I had weight training before school, first period, and after school. Mm-hmm. So I ended up getting swollen, just like swelling up and just put all my energy into that. And then the cheerleader, again, white girl, she asked me out. Mm-hmm. Like, you want to go out to the river sometime? I'm like, yeah. Go out to the river. Yeah. This is like. I mean, yeah, we're in Arizona. That's what she <laughs> Go to the Salt River, and you know, we went there. She picked me up. We went to the river, 
And she's like, get in the back seat. I'm like, in the back seat for what? She's like, I want to give you head. I'm like, oh, shit. <laughs> okay. <laughs> I'm back here. <laughs> Thank you. Yeah, so she gave me some bomb head. She was like, I can feel your baby swimming down my throat. Whoa. Yeah, it was kinda, I remember her saying that. I was like, this chick has done this before. <laughs> so. How do you feel crazy. about experienced women? I love them. Thank you. If you're looking out, whoever taught them. Right? I, mean, <laughs> I, I, feel, I feel the same way. Yeah, exactly. I it's like, yeah. I don't want to have to teach somebody. Oh, yeah, no. It's like, you want somebody who you comes want, in, they're ready, they yeah, know. You just got to show them how you like it. Yeah. Like, I like a girl that's, that's verbal. Like, one of them. I mean, a girl, like, talk to me, tell me when it's that spot and it's not. Because, you know, we fishing. You down there licking and sucking yeah. and flipping. And then you might hit a spot up. Okay, cool. You concentrate on that. Mm-hmm. I want I want a girl to be verbal, and even when we fucking like positions and shit, like like you know, when they hit that spot, or that's what you like, or whatever. Yeah. 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 Talk to me, cause I'm gonna talk. That's know? important. Communication is so important. Yeah. If you don't like to be choked, let me know. It's, <laughs> I'm, it's going down. <laughs> <laughs> I'm full contact sex. You know. What I mean? we, you know. I feel you. I feel yeah. you. I mean, what other kind is there? Like right. behind a sheet. <laughs> right, exactly. It's like we in the room, it's me and you, anything goes. Let's go. Yeah. Let's press play. Well, we have to take a quick break for a commercial. Thursday evening, Papadopoulos moved into the neighborhood. We all looked on with disdain at the new occupant and Pop's beady little eyes. But does it have to be this way? How to Nurture Your Possum is a new service that guides you in how to welcome your new neighbor without resorting to violence. What separates the possum from the domestic cat? They're both the same size. They're both curious climbers. They're both nocturnal. We coach in bridging that mental gap between cat and possum. Step one, name your new friend. Once you give the little critter a name, it's a lot easier to make a friend. Step two, accommodate the little guy. Have you ever considered what a possum-friendly residence might look like? We have. Step three, Let yourself fall in love. People always say love is blind, and we agree. Shut your eyes and learn to love Papadopoulos the possum. See what he has to bring to the table. You might be surprised. We'll plant poison ivy in your enemy's yard. We'll pollute their compost with garlic and banana peels. What do you want? What do you want? Ask for it. What do you want? (laughs) What do you want? Stop interrupting. Sorry. fucking commercial dude sorry okay go again go again (laughs) i'm not starting over okay (laughs) they will wonder why there are onions why their compost is so smelly why is there poison ivy who do you hate who do you hate who do you want to struggle in confusion who would you like to see itchy who are we send your petitions to lucifer our agents will respond in less than six minutes Okay. That's, it. That's perfect. Thank you so much, Clover. <laughs> Certainly. Okay. Um, I want to read a couple of our um, reviews because I'm trying to make a point of thanking everybody. So this is um, by Ed and Ein, um, and it's a the it's a five star review, and it says authentic, genuine, candid, vulnerable. You don't get this from anywhere else. Thank you, Ed. Wow. This one is for Tramp Against Trump. Bl- bl- Tramp Against Trump. <laughs> nice. Good uh, name. Nice, right? Uh, five stars. 
Thank you so much for everything you do. You started releasing your podcast soon before I started stripping this summer, and it has been so helpful to me as a baby stripper to hear from both of you, Selena and Clover, on your experiences and all the advice you've been so generous with on this platform. Um, um, let's see. There's another one by Queer Deer. Queer Deer. Queer Deer. Thank you. It's a five star, and it says, I've listened to every podcast as soon as it comes out. This podcast is the best. Oh. It has inspired me to get into sex work. I've learned wow. so much. Thank you, Selena and Clover. Three hearts. Oh, I love you. Oh, we love you so much, Queer Deer. I love all of these people. What the heck? So cute. Okay, so um, I'm going to read some more uh, next episode, but thank you all for um, liking and subscribing and leaving reviews. The reviews truly help us so much to have visibility, and um, the more you could do them, the more we love you. Yes. And we'll read them out on the show. Um, I want to have like a special creative thing that people do, so like... I listened to Why Won't You Date Me by Nicole Byer. And Good podcast. It's on Spotify. Yes, and she reads reviews, but it's like uh, you, she tells everybody to like write a nasty review. <laughs> <laughs> like, I want to fill your pussy with clam chowder and slurp it up. <laughs> like, yeah. that kind of review. I want to like have a similar challenge for our, for our audience. Um, hmm. Mm. Have you come up with it? or I have you? not. I have not. I'm brainstorming. The mm-hmm. storm is in my brain. So where can we find you on social media? Oh, you can find me on all platforms on SuaveXXX underscore C-O-M or Suave Secrets on IG and um, Snapchat is the real SuaveXXX. Awesome. So we'll link all of that in the bio. Clover, where can we find you? Um, sometimes you can find me in L.A., just here and there. And sometimes you can find me in your dreams. <laughs> that was perfect. That was perfect. Um, okay, so I am Selena the Strippa. You can follow me on Instagram at Pretty Boy Girl. You can support this uh, project by donating to our Patreon at The Real Pretty Boy Girl. Um, and also on the Patreon, you get a whole slew of unreleased stories with all of my special activities and Ooh. whatever details that I don't post on Instagram because there are certainly more details and I would love to share them, but I definitely need to be paid for them. So if you're mm. interested, please consider donating. Five Your bucks would be amazing. Great. They're great stories. Such great stories. I love them. And uh, Amazing writer. And I love you. Oh, I love you. <laughs> awesome. Get it get it while the rates are low. She's going to blow up. Blow up. Yes. <laughs> and oh, also we got to um plug your book. Oh yeah. So you can get my book on Amazon. Just uh search Suave Triple X. S U A V E X X X all one word. Awesome. Or suavetriplex.com or suavesecrets.com. Awesome. Cool. Well, thank you so much. Thanks for having me. More money, I want your money, I want more money, 